0: This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at AllCopyProducts.com.
1: To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown!
0: Welcome
2: to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
1: Slammed to the ground by Budabaker, like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. One-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins!
2: The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcast. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast.
1: Here we go. This is it. Caught by Kirk at the 20 at the 10. Touchdown. Oh, baby. How's that feel?
2: Here's Craig Grealoux, Mike Jurecki, and three-time pro bowler Kyle Vandenbosch.
3: Good teams overcome mistakes. And yes, the Cardinals are a good team. But too many mistakes, especially against a quality opponent, you're just not going to win. And the Cardinals did not, losing to the Rams on Monday Night Football 30 to 23 a quick turnaround here on the cardinals red sea report cardinals lose they are 10 and 3 still first place in the nfc west but they have dropped from the number one seed all the way down to the number three seed as we say good morning here on the cardinals red sea report we do it each and every tuesday 11 a.m year round and unfortunately gentlemen talking about a loss a loss in prime time kyle end of the loss at home three straight home defeats
4: yeah it's frustrating um you know we go over and over um trying to explain why they don't play as well at home um why they haven't been able to um come through at home like they do on the road um and but you know i don't have an answer it seems like uh you know cliff the players don't have an answer um you know it's it's something that ideally you set yourself up for A few games at home in the playoffs, so you'd like to be playing your best football when you're at home. But um, you know, it was it was just a sloppy game. Um, A lot of untimely mistakes, uncharacteristic mistakes that this team made, Um, and and really uh, almost across the board, um, you know, they didn't match the intensity. You didn't see the excitement uh, from the Cardinals players like you have in other games.
3: Turnovers, penalties, drop passes, missed tackles—you name it. MJ, the Cardinals, offensively and defensively, in the words of head coach Cliff Kingsbury, did not play a clean game, and you have to, especially in the month of December, against a team like the Los Angeles Rams.
5: Yeah, and in the Rams, you know, they in the month of November they went 0 3, and and then you know they played the Jaguars and probably didn't get enough credit, but that was kind of their get back game. And they were motivated all week. They talked about this is a playoff game. And, you know, the first time they played him, Aaron Donald, who was his lowest grade in his NFL career, so it looked like he took it personal. He was a wrecking ball out there. He had 15 pressures. He started the game with a sack, and
3: he ended the game with a sack. And, quite frankly, they just couldn't block him. 30-23, to the final, the second time these two teams have met. Back in Week 4, the Cardinals won in Los Angeles, 37-20 unable to come up with the season series sweep, which would have been the first time since 2014. Afterwards, head coach Cliff Kingsbury.
0: I mean, they're they're a really good defensive front, and and we knew that the first time we were playing on our terms and running the ball late, racking up some of those yards. So I thought they had a good, good plan up front, um, made us throw it, and we executed at times, just weren't clean enough throughout the game.
3: Got off to a good start. It was 3 nothing at the end of the first quarter. They took that opening possession the Cardinals did and marched downfield, 10 plays, 40 yards. Matt Prater with a 53-yard field goal. And then defensively, they got a stop. The Rams went three and out, but then Kyler Murray turned the ball over, and then that kind of flipped the momentum, if you will, flipped the script, MJ, as far as how the rest of the game would go. Just that one play, a turnover at the goal line, Kind of told the story of last night.
5: Yeah, you know, normally a game comes down to five or six plays, and and we all just assume it's going to be in the fourth quarter. But you know, the ball was tipped. Uh, You know, Kyler obviously felt that you know it was a, you know a great throw, and you know I thought Ernest Jones uh, really did a nice job. You know, jumping the route, um, and again it it was a tip ball. So I think Kyler's comfortable in making that throw. I mean, you're close to the goal line. Maybe you, you try to run it, but. You know, he, he's got the capability of escaping, but that to me, because now you're up 10 nothing, and that changes the perception, of possibly what they want to do. And clearly, Matthew Stafford outplayed Kyler Murray. Their wide receivers outplayed the Cardinals' wide receivers. And the game was really one in the
3: trenches on both sides of the ball for the Rams. Speaking of Kyler Murray, let's hear from the Cardinals quarterback after last night's loss.
6: I thought we had just had a couple of negative plays, a couple of negative plays offensively. Um, other than that, I think we moved the ball well. I think we executed a pretty high rate tonight. A lot of penalties, uh, the two turnovers, conversions on fourth down. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm proud of the way the guys fought. I'm, I'm really, uh, you know, it was obviously we lost, um, but I'm not I'm not discouraged by what happened tonight.
3: It was interesting because I think it's the first time that I can remember after a loss, Kyler Murray being as optimistic. And he was still in his uniform when he addressed the media. Maybe he's learning that you can't and won't win every single game in the National Football League, but it was a different tone and a different message sent by the quarterback after last night's game. And at the same time, Kyle, you look, one possession. I mean, they were driving. like Granted, there were seconds left on the clock, but they were in position to potentially send that game into overtime.
4: Yeah, as bad as it seemed, as bad as it felt uh, watching the game in person, um, yeah, they moved the ball on offense. They made plays. Kyler was able to make some good throws, was able to do some great things uh, with his legs. Um, You know, several players on offense particularly, um, you know, had probably their best games of the season. Um, You know, James Conner continues to show uh, what a dynamic weapon he is uh, catching the ball. A.J. Green had a good game. Um, Christian Kirk continues to make big plays in critical moments. Um, you know, so it's not all loss, like you said, and, you know, it it does still come down to the end in spite of how bad it felt. It felt um, like the Cardinals just couldn't get into a rhythm, uh, particularly on offense the entire game, Um, but they put up a ton of yards um, against a front that manhandled um, the Cardinals offensive line. So um, there's definitely, you know, there's things that you can build off of. There is encouraging signs. Um, You know, we talked about, how this team seems like the ball has bounced their ways in a lot of games this season and it just didn't happen last night
5: yeah i mean you look at the total yards cardinals 447 the rams 356 the cardinals ran 75 offensive plays the rams ran 54 so i guess it's more quality quality versus quantity there um it's just some of the the miscues and clearly the penalties in in Craig had a really good stat of just some of the nullified penalties uh, for the Cardinals where they were able to throw the ball, make the uh, the reception, and then these penalties bring the, you know, some were offset, but for the most part, though, they didn't benefit from those penalties and it cost them, you know, opportunities to move the ball down the
3: field. Cardinals had seven accepted penalties, but there were several that negated big plays. A.J. Green's 26-yard catch in the second quarter. DeAndre Hopkins is 11-yard catch in the third quarter and then late Kyler Murray 15-yard run to kind of get the team in position for maybe a couple of shots into the end zone and there's a holding call. 52. A season-high 52 yards nullified by penalties. We also saw DeAndre Hopkins drop a ball. He never drops a pass. First career drop on fourth down according to ESPN Stats and Info. Here's Christian Kirk after the Cardinals 30-23 defeat.
7: <laughs> it was, it was definitely you know felt like one of those nights, but it, it's, it's on us. you know we're all going to take responsibility for that you know as competitors and as guys that really want to be a championship team, we're our, our, our toughest critic and so we're going to go back tomorrow watch the film uh, really be harsh on ourselves uh, because we know if we want to make a, a push into the playoffs and in the postseason we have to be better um, you know because we don't want to be sitting in January or February saying it just wasn't our night. you know we, we have to be more in control of the things that we can control.
3: Right now, though, the Cardinals control as far as where they are making the playoffs. They need one more win, but they no longer control as far as whether they get that number one seed and a first round bye. That loss last night, as damaging as it could have been, because now the Cardinals drop all the way to the three seed, trailing the Buccaneers who come in with the two seed and the Packers at the number one seed, despite all teams being 10 and three. So that gets magnified in the defeat, but what Kirk had to say, Kyle, goes more towards that 1-0 and mentality and making sure you're getting better playing your best football going into late December, January, and the postseason, not so much on, hey, maybe we'll have to travel, maybe we'll get a couple of home games for the postseason.
4: Yeah, you know, a loss like that, a tough loss against a divisional opponent, a uh, primetime game, um, it can be tough for a lot of teams uh, to bounce back from that uh, emotionally. Uh, But, you know, one of the things we've talked about in in a recurring theme with this team throughout the entire season is just the leadership in the locker room and the tone in that locker room and and the workmanlike mentality that this team has. Um, And even like you referenced um, Kyler Murray's response to the game, um, when you're the quarterback, when you're the leader of a franchise, that locker room is always looking to you and how you respond. And, you know, Kyler, like you mentioned, didn't handle – losses well early in his career and that's you know there's some good to that Um, but at the same time um, when you're the leader guys want to see a guy that's you know remains encouraged that is positive about the direction of this team um, that is confident that uh, they can get back to work and fix some of these mistakes
3: and and move forward and and put this game in the past. Immediately MJ it is hard to look Big picture because look, we're less than 24 hours removed, and there is that 24 hour rule, but that still is something that's going to hang over this team perhaps through Wednesday, maybe even into Thursday. But they've shown the ability to bounce back from defeats.
5: That is correct. And you know, when you look at it, and I couldn't agree more about Kyler Murray because after we read that quote last night, I felt I was more optimistic. And again, there's only three teams that are 10 and 3. You know, each team when they meet before the season, the goal is to win your division. By winning your division, you get a chance to host a playoff game. And then as you win more games, now it looks at seeding. So that was the goal going in, and it's still within reach. Um, You know, we'll see how they do in these next four games. I mean, obviously, you know, the Lions play hard. We'll get into them in the last segment here. But. That's the goal: is to win the division, host a playoff game, and you know it'd be nice to be the one or two seed. But hey, um, the the fact is, you can host a playoff game at home. That's more that's important, and clearly they got to play better at home. And I really think, and I really, I was thinking about this this morning. When it comes to Kyler Murray, he's played on Thursday night football against the Packers. Obviously, the game didn't go the way they wanted, even though it did come down to the last play, a miscommunication, and playing on Monday night football, I think this is it's a good test for him so when they get to the postseason, he understands the bright lights and playing on national TV, et cetera. So I, I do
3: think it's a good learning experience for Kyler moving, moving forward. You look at Murray's numbers: 32 of 49 for 383 yards. Just the two interceptions; those cost the Cardinals 14 points because the Rams on each of those takeaways marched downfield and scored, getting seven points each. And again, the difference in the ball game: seven points, 30 to 23. Post game and the locker room. One of the defensive stalwarts, Corey Peters, on what he'll take away from the loss.
8: You just can't show up and, and expect to win. You have to play a clean game. Um, I think we made a lot of plays tonight, but we also made a lot of mistakes, and, and ultimately that was our undoing. Same
3: thing against the Green Bay Packers. A lot of mistakes, yet against the Packers, Kyle. You're one play, literally one play away from winning that ball game. miscommunication on the final snap of the ball game. It is certainly hard. It's disappointing. I'm not making any excuses, yet we know that this team is capable of playing much, much better. Yeah, and they've won games
4: like this that have come down to the wire. They've they've won um, dominantly, and they've won um, games that could have gone either way, games that were really a struggle. This team has fight. This team uh, continued to fight being down two touchdowns late in the game. Um, and, and, you know, the great thing about this offense, the great thing about this team uh, – the great thing about having Kyler Murray as your quarterback is you don't feel like you're ever out of a game Um, and you know he started to show some of that magic I mean the way he got the team into field goal position at the end of the half um, you know that was all him that was all him willing them to get into field goal position and um, you know late in that game uh, you still felt like Kyler was going to do something magical that gave this team a chance to win so you know that's something that um, you know the team can hang their hat on their confidence because he has done it before this team has done it before players have stepped up uh, when they needed to. Um, so it's it's not like um, you know Cardinals teams of the past where you get into these close games in the fourth quarter and, and the team finds ways to lose. Um, yes, they did lose last
3: night but more times than not they're going to find ways to win in the fourth quarter. It's cliche, but if you've got a quarterback you've got a chance. And with Kyla Murray, the Cardinals always have a chance. Their opportunity last night, though, fell short, 30-23. to Subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Listen to your favorite shows on the go, like the Dave Hash Podcast, Cardinals Underground, Cardinals Cover 2, The Big Red Rage, and of course this show, the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Go to azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. Kyler Murray, almost a one-man band in last night's contest. We'll talk about his day, of the good, the bad, and the missed opportunities for an offense that scored 23 points, but less a lot of points, on the football field in a 30 to 23 loss. It is the Cardinals Red Sea Report here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
1: Second and goal on the four. Murray in shotgun, two receivers left. Murray takes the snap, three-step drop, looks over the middle, throws it and picked off on the goal line. It's intercepted by Jones, running it back to the 10, to the 20, to the 30, and up to the 33-yard line. May have been tipped. It's a turnover on second and goal from the four. Play action pass, Murray setting up, moving to his left. Lobs it far side it's picked off at the 30 yard line by Floyd he runs it back to the left at the 20 at the 10 and out of bounds inside the 10 at the eight yard line. Oh boy bad throw that time by Kyler Murray Leonard Floyd just jumped up into the air tipped it to himself.
3: Two turnovers both. Interceptions by Kyler Murray resulting in 14 points for the Los Angeles Rams. And they go on to win 30-23, the final on Monday Night Football. The Cardinals suffer their third straight home loss. They are 10-3 on the season. On the road next week at Detroit. More on that game later on. But we were talking, Kyle, about the 3-3 home record. I know the Why? I just don't understand or how to explain it. And it comes down to turning the ball over. 11 turnovers at home, two on the road. And it's very simple, everyone. If you have possession of the football, that gives you the opportunity to score. If you don't, then you can't score. So that is that is the why. That is first and foremost for me the why, the inability to have success at home. I just don't – I can't wrap my arms around why they're turning the ball over so much – at home versus away from State Farm Stadium. Yeah, and, and not all turnovers are the same, right? Um, you know, the first one
4: definitely took points off the board, kind of catapulted them when they put a touchdown drive together. After that turnover, the second one was turned over right in the red zone, um, so they had an easy scoring opportunity. A lot like the Cardinals last week, like their turnovers put that game out of control because of where they happened and when they happened. Um, and then, you know, we've also talked this year about uh, fourth down conversions because this team has been so good at converting fourth downs and so good at stopping other teams from converting fourth downs. But, um, you know, both of those took points off the board as well. So, um, you know, it's it, it, there that it is the story is the story of why they are so good on the road and the story of why they struggle at home is just the turnover margin and the inability to overcome those mistakes and, and really. How critical they are at that moment, and when they happen, and where they happen.
5: Let me ask you this: so we we say the Cardinals they had two interceptions, but when you when you don't convert on fourth down, it's almost like a turnover. So you know technically it's two, but also twice they turn they couldn't convert on fourth down. So you're giving the ball back to the team right there at the spot. So, I mean, on paper it says two interceptions, but I look at it as a total of four when you can't convert on fourth down.
3: Yeah, twice in that second half, the Cardinals turned it over on downs. Post-game, head coach Cliff Kingsbury.
0: The turnovers, you know, on the the two fourth down stops in, in uh, their territory. you got to give them a credit. They made the plays when they had to, and we didn't.
3: Exactly what we were just talking about, turning the ball over and then turning the ball over on downs. Now we can debate and discuss whether or not to go for it, but I think it's very clear and you have to live with it. If you're a fan of head coach Cliff Kingsbury, you've been watching him for three seasons now. He is going to go for it about 90 percent of the time that aggressiveness has resulted in this team winning 10 ball games now it might have cost them a loss here or there but you have to kind of weigh the balance because not every fourth down try is going to be successful yeah you live by the
4: sword and you die by the sword and this team has uh, you know like I just talked about done a fantastic job this year of converting fourth downs in in critical moments and um, you know, and that's—it's what the fans up to this point, until it doesn't work out for you, have loved about Cliff Kingsbury is how aggressive he is, um, and his play calling on those fourth down situations. So. Um, You know, it's uh, you can't convert all of them at some point. A team is going to stop you. But, um, you know, just those two calls, uh, a pass to DeAndre Hopkins and and a run to James Conner, you know, those are two good play calls. Plays that have worked in the past and, and plays that will work down the road on fourth down. So, um, you know, I expect this isn't going to change how Cliff uh, makes his decisions down the road. He's going to continue to be aggressive, and it's going to pay off more times than not.
5: And that's what he said after the game. He didn't make any apologies there. The Cardinals only punt it one time. Now let me ask you this though: So you, Cardinals had a hard time, you know, running the football. So you're going against the Rams' front four. It's it, I wouldn't want any other guy to get the ball than James Conner. We had some people call and maybe they should have had Murray roll out a little bit. To me, north and south. But you're going against the Rams. I still would do the same thing they did because he's been so effective in short yardage and goal line situations where I don't know
3: where this team would be without James Conner. Well, you go back to that particular play in which James Conner got stuffed. You look at the play call. The play call is fine. It's the play execution. You yep. look, the Rams blew that play up. Yep. The offensive line did not do its job, so James Conner was unable to do his job. So you kind of have to look at it in pieces as far as, all right, the decision to go forward or not, what's the play call, what's the play execution? So there's three aspects in that, and if even one, goes awry, then it's not successful, and we're all lamenting it after the fact. Also lamenting the two turnovers, the two interceptions from Kyler Murray. He explained both of those after the game.
6: We just didn't make those plays, whenever, you know those those big plays that we've been making. If we make those plays, it's probably looking a little different. Uh, but like I said, hats off to them. They, they, they got us tonight.
3: First interception, did, did you like the decision you yeah, made? Yeah, it was a did
6: touchdown. You? It was a touchdown. But, you know, great play. He's, he's you know one of the best football players in the league. Got his hands on it. Uh, interception the second interception, when you see That's him. on me. He's, he made a great play, too. But, uh, yeah, I'll take credit for that one.
3: Just could not get the ball over the outstretched arm of Leonard Floyd on that second interception. Both interceptions, Murray was looking for Zach Ertz. And, again, unfortunately, those turnovers, costly for the Arizona Cardinals. But Kyler Murray overall, guys, 444 yards he was responsible for. 383 through the air, 61 on the ground. I'm not a big fan, Kyle or Kyle uh, MJ, on Kyler Murray running as much as he did last night, but he needed to run because he was the only one having success running the football.
5: Yeah, and this happened in the Carolina game, um, or I'm sorry, it happened in, in the Packers game where he's starting to get hit. It, it happened early in the first quarter against the, uh, the Texans. And so, I don't like him seeing him running around. I like the fact that when he can take a play that's broken and scramble for 18 yards, and I just don't like him running around where he has to turn his back on the defense, and, and that was something we saw early in his career. He's definitely made improvements, but when you're getting pressure, and Aaron Donald had 15 pressures in that game, when you're getting pressure, you're going to bail the pocket. You can't sit in the pocket and make the throw. So uh, it was a little bit of both where he felt like I need to make some plays, but I just don't like to see him running around where you're turning your back on the defense.
3: And there was pressure, Kyle, coming up the middle. There was pressure coming from the edge. There was more pressure on Kyler Murray than we have seen a long, long time. Yeah, you talk about him running. It, you know, none of, this, none of his runs were game
4: plan. They weren't called runs. Um, he was running out of necessity. That was the worst pocket uh, the Cardinals have had. All season. Um, and, you know, we, you talked about e- even this offensive line struggled uh, making holes for James Conner in the run game. It put him in bad situations. It put him in second long often and really made the play action pass for the Cardinals ineffective. You know, the the Rams, um, you know, Sonny Michelle didn't have a great game, but he was effective on the ground, um, kept getting positive yardage. And Matthew Stafford had a lot of success with the play action and he had a lot of time. I mean, one way you control a good pass rushing team like the Cardinals is you establish the run and you use play action because the defensive linemen are on the line of scrimmage trying to stop the run and you're back there patting the ball while your receivers are going downfield. So, um, you know, I, that that's, to me, it, it's not about how Kyler Murray played. I think he played well enough to win this game. Um, the offensive line struggled and the defensive back struggled and that was the story of the game.
5: Yeah, and, and really the defensive backs, I thought all three corners and both safeties struggled, um, and that's been the strength of this team. And now, were you a little surprised? Now, I know it's based on opponents and the quarterback, but they played a lot more man-to-man last night, and Byron Murphy had a trouble covering Cup. Um, you know, I, I talked to Drew Stanton before the game. He was more concerned about Jefferson than Odell Beckham, and then Robert Alford looked like he was on Beckham, and then Marco Wilson because of his speed. You know, But I I thought the secondary, that's the first time all year they really struggled. And the problem was they weren't getting pressure out front. And Matthew Stafford was able to pad the ball and make these throws. So it's it's a combination. You don't get pressure
3: from the front seven. All of a sudden, the, the responsibility goes to the secondary. Stafford had time to throw. Kyler Murray did not. Despite all of that, Kingsbury liked what he saw out of his starting quarterback.
0: It's probably the proudest I've been of his effort since I've been here. I thought he battled his his ass off um, the entire game. It was some adverse conditions. They got a great front, but he he ran around, made plays, kept us in the game when he had to, um, when it was tough, and and that's what this league's about.
3: Adverse conditions, not weather-related, but their own doing. How many times this team had to play behind the sticks? There were seven penalties, including... A couple of false starts in the first half and another one in the second half. Three false start penalties, two by skilled position players. Those can't happen, period, let alone happen at home. And then a costly defensive holding penalty on Robert Alford that would have gotten the Rams off the field or at least attempt a field goal rather than a touchdown. So issues once again you talk about the turnovers and penalties and you're talking about a Cardinals loss here's Christian Kirk on the penalties on what they did to the Cardinals offense
7: Uh, I've always said this since day one. This offense predicates itself on explosive plays, the run game and just staying uh, in our tempo and staying in front of the chains. It's when, you know, you get holding calls, um, you know, offsides and uh, those penalties and you get behind the chains. It stalls, you know, the momentum. And, uh, you know, once we're in a groove, we're at our best. And so that's uh, what holds us back.
3: Cardinals. Kyle, 8 of 15 on 3rd down, which is not bad, but 5 of 9. 9 of the 15 3rd downs were 3rd and 7 or more. 3rd and long, that dictates to the defense what you're going to do as an offense.
4: Yeah, and like we talked about it, it's the penalties, um, and it was the ineffectiveness of the the runs on first down. They they just weren't getting the four, five, six yards on first down like they typically do. You know, if you can get in second and three, second and four, um, you're unpredictable, and the defense is kind of on its heels trying to. It's kind of a guessing game about what you're going to do next, whether you're going to run it again or or you can you know it's you almost use it as a waste down to take a deep shot when you're on offense. So um, the it, it was a product of the holding the um, pre-snap penalties and the ineffective you know run game I mean this uh, again it was completely different than the first time they played the Rams where they just ran at will and physically dominated that Rams team and you know Aaron Donald set the tone with the first play of the game um, and showed how he was going to play and how he approached it and how physical he was going to be
5: yeah I mean you go back to that first game 40 40 carries Chase Edmonds had 12 carries for 120 yards. He had a 54-yard run, and hopefully he returns because I think it would give it the one-two punch, and we know both now. James Conner and Chase Edmonds can catch the ball in the backfield, but hopefully he returns because I think they missed him yesterday even though Conner's been carrying the load over the last few weeks.
3: The Dave Pasch Podcast Episode 19 featuring ESPN analyst and Basketball Hall of Famer Bill Walton available now. This week's guest is former Lions linebacker and special assistant to the owner and CEO Chris Spielman. That episode will premiere Wednesday. To catch up on past episodes, follow the day Pasch Podcast via your preferred podcast provider. Get the latest updates via Twitter at Pasch pod We've hit halftime here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. When we come back, The focus shifts to the Cardinals' defense and the inability to stop the big play. That's next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
1: Back to pass goes. Stafford throws over the middle. Caught. Beckham. Touchdown. Stafford backs up. Throws far side. Wide open. Beckham. Caught at the 40, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. On third down and four, they get... 40 yards and Beckham was wide open. Bootleg to the left off play action. Fires a deep ball. Got a receiver middle of the field in the end zone. It's caught for a touchdown and it's Van Jefferson to give the Rams the lead. 52-yard pass. Back to Pasco. Stafford steps up, throws a deep ball far side for Cuffy. caught it at the 30 and tackled at the 25-yard line.
3: The top 5 Longest plays of the game for the Los Angeles Rams? All pass plays, including a 52-yard touchdown toss to Van Jefferson, a 44-yard completion to Cooper Cup, and 40 more yards to Odell Beckham Jr. First time this season the Cardinals' secondary or the Cardinals' defense overall has allowed passing plays of 40 or more yards, three of them a season high, against the Cardinals' defense. As we welcome you back here to the Cardinals' Red Sea Report, Craig Riolu, Kyle Vandenbosch, and Mike Jurecki dissecting a Cardinals loss to the Los Angeles Rams, 30-23 to on Monday Night Football. First time in a long time, maybe first time all season, MJ, that that secondary was exposed, and it wasn't just one player. It was everyone across the board.
5: Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the safeties, that was probably the, the worst game they've played this year, and then along with the three corners. Again, we've seen more zone from this team now. Let's dive a little bit deeper. So, first and ten, right at, right after halftime, they get that fifty-two yard touchdown, uh, and then it was first and twenty, and Cooper Cup goes for forty-four yards. Okay, pass, and then it was third and four, and Beckham goes for forty. So, I mean, those are big plays. They they had at least five splash plays were over twenty yards, and. But again, I mean, you're looking at third and four, and they get up, they pick up 40 yards, and then a the first and 20, they pick up 44 yards. That's where you got to make some stops. You can't let guys get behind you. And if I felt that watching the game, those receivers, they were they were wide open at times. And again, it's it goes twofold. If you're not getting pressure up front, and let's be frank here, they had a backup center and a backup right tackle. Now Andrew Withworth, obviously's, you know, he turned 40 years old on Sunday. He's he's a guy that, you know, gets it done regardless of how it happens, but they the fact that their pass protection was really good
3: it, it surprised me a little bit because they had two backups in there. How do you look at that Kyle from your defensive perspective? Is it the front seven inability to get pressure on the quarterback or the secondary their inability to cover although if you're not getting the rush then you're asking those guys in the back end to cover for a second and a half or longer and I don't care who you are that's darn near impossible for anyone to cover one player for a long period of time yeah it's really the fault of both groups Uh, neither group played well um,
4: didn't get pressure up front Uh, blitzes didn't get home you know the Cardinals ended up with Three sacks, four quarterback hits, but it didn't feel like any of those were, you know, super impactful. Um, Zach Allen had one that ended a drive, um, but it, 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 they just didn't get the consistent pressure. And you know, to me, the surprising thing was um, that touchdown by Van Jefferson. Um, he got over the top, but it was. It was going deep the whole way because it was a two two-man route and Odell Beckham was open too so Matthew Stafford had his choice. you get uh, regardless you're not going to get pressure when a team max protects and only sends two receivers out but we had five DBs back there and uh, playing a zone and they were both open on that. so um, neither group played well. Um, and, and it was it was really surprising because yeah I mean they the at times this year the Cardinals pass rush has been dynamic has changed um, changed how games have ended because of the pressure they got and really you know like we talked about um, this defensive back group has been consistently good to
3: dominant in most games this season. Chunk plays, explosive plays, however you want to describe it as far as what Matthew Stafford and company were able to do against the Cardinals' defense.
8: Here's Corey Peters, postgame. They definitely had uh, more explosive plays and, you know, having OBJ. I know he showed up a lot tonight. Um, But like I said, we just got to get back to the drawing board and and get it fixed. Um, You know, I think we made way too many mistakes tonight to, to get the outcome that we wanted.
3: And a lot of those mistakes, Kyle, coming on first down. And again, you're looking for trends when you have so few defeats. And now in each of the three losses, the Cardinals are allowing yards, a lot of yards on first down. With the 52-yard touchdown pass and Cooper Cup's 44-yard catch taken out, because those two plays, the longest two plays of the game, happened on first down, minus those two. The Cardinals defense still allowed almost five yards on first down, and that's been the M.O. for Vance Joseph. You went on first down. That dictates second down and third down. You can get off the quarterback, so I'll look at first down and the amount of yards that an opponent is gaining against the Cardinals defense and in all three losses 4.8 5.4 4.5 that is not sustainable in the NFL yeah Vance Joseph has, has talked about it in interviews like when this
4: front gets a lot of pressure and the defensive backs play well on, particularly on third down he doesn't necessarily credit the third down defense. He credits how well they played on first down, um, and it's it's about again. Um, you know, trying to make the offense predictable. You need to try to get them in second and long. You need to try to get them in third and long. Um, And the Rams' offense, um, you know, uh, again, throughout the game, was able to stay more balanced. They did, you know, they weren't, uh, you know, super effective on the ground. They weren't killing us in the run game, um, but they ran just well enough that it kind of kept the defense guessing. And like you said, um, their yardage on first down sets them up to where Vance Joseph has no idea what's going to happen on second down. When it's second and five or less, um, you don't know whether to um, you know call a run blitz or or whether to play coverage. So it, it really puts the defensive coordinator and the defense as a whole in a bind.
3: A total of seven explosive plays, pass plays of 25 or more yards, run plays of 10 or more yards. Matthew Stafford, 287 yards passing, three touchdowns. Here's head coach Cliff Kingsbury.
0: They're just really good. I thought uh, Stafford played a great game, protected the ball, and um, without Higby, you could tell they, they really went to those wideouts instead, and, and those guys made a bunch of big-time plays down the field, and you got to tip your hat to those guys.
3: Tight end Tyler Higby, one of those players, one of those offensive starters, MJ, that was unavailable, placed on the reserve COVID-19 list, so you're talking about two-fifths of your starting offensive line, your number one running back in Daryl Henderson, plus your starting tight end. yet you look and that's 30 points and 356 yards of total offense against a very stout Cardinals defense.
5: Yeah, and and there were times they would have two tight ends in the game for protection just to give, you know, Stafford some time and Blayton he had three targets, two catches for 29 yards. His long was 23 yards, but for the most part they were more as blockers where Higby would more be a pass catching tight end out there. He he actually opens things up for the outside. And you know, going into this game, we thought, man, they don't have Robert Woods, but Jefferson and it looks like Beckham's fitting in and, and Cooper Cup. I mean, he, nobody can cover him. Last night, targeted 15 times, 13 catches for 123 yards. So, and he's having an outstanding year. Just the routes he runs and the fact that he's wide open at times is kind of mind boggling. But he's doing it against everyone. It's not just the Cardinals and. You know, when I look at it Craig, it it would have been difficult to go 6 and 0 in the division. I mean, it's yeah, she swept the Niners, you hope to sweep the Seahawks. The Rams are probably the second best team if not the, the yeah, they're the second best team. So, it would have been difficult, but the fact is they won on the road and you thought what was at stake in that game. Um, but I give the Rams a lot of credit. Uh, they took that game personal. They 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 actually thought it was a playoff game and I hope the Cardinals f- focus on that going forward where you just can't show up and expect to play well. You gotta put the work in which they do during the week, but at the end of the day it's about execution, blocking, tackling, and protecting the quarterback.
3: And that was the message in the locker room after the ball game as well. You can't just show up and expect to perform the work has to be put in during the week and then you have to execute and yeah, it's a very good Rams team and it was a very good Packers team, Kyle, against the Cardinals on Thursday night football, even though the Packers were missing a handful of players as well. But the better teams, the good teams, are able to overcome those mistakes or those missing pieces and still come away with victories.
4: Yeah, and you know, we talked a little bit last night about how the the Cardinals have moved from becoming the the hunter to the hunted, and you can't just show up and rely on your talent and your ability Um, It was, I mean, the big difference, uh, again, there was a lot of differences between this game and the first time they played the Rams, uh, but their stars played like stars and dominated and took over the game. Um, Our best players, um, you know, several of them played okay, um, but you can't say that, you know, Buda Baker had an impact, Chandler Jones didn't really have an impact, Byron Murphy didn't really have an impact, Kyler played okay um, and had an impact, but... Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins had an okay game, so our stars didn't necessarily play like stars where, where their stars
3: dominated the game, and that was a reason for the victory. Yeah, that's a valid point. Episode 10 of Cardinals Folktales, entitled Nine More, is available now on the Cardinals YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash azcardinals. A story of former Cardinals safety Rashad Johnson losing the tip of his finger during a 2013 game against the Saints at the Superdome. Go to youtubecom AZCardinals for all episodes of Cardinals Folktales, and don't forget you can also check out original podcasts by searching Cardinals Folktales wherever you get your podcasts. Ten and three, seven and zero on the road, four and two in the division. Excuse me, four and one in the division. All is not lost we'll check on the nfc and nfc west standings next here on the arizona cardinals radio network
1: in the gun takes the shotgun snap stands looks now backs up goes off his back foot one handed catch connor over the middle of the 10 inside the 10 and down to the five yard line for an 18-yard game what a grab he does it in back-to-back weeks with one-handed catches Go, go, gadget! Stab the pig! They run Connor up the middle. He stops, but he breaks a tackle and gets into the end zone for a touchdown. James Connor continues to be one of the best free agent signings, maybe ever, for the Cardinals. They're going to go Wildcat. Jonathan Ward in the backfield with Connor, who takes the snap. Connor runs left. He's down to the five. He keeps the feet moving. James Connor is into the end zone for the touchdown.
3: Two more rushing touchdowns for James Conner. Give him 14 on the season. 22 total touches for 125 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Nine catches for 94 yards. What were you telling us, Kyle, during the break, that uh, James Conner leads the league? And one-handed grabs? Yeah, random stats, man. It's uh, <laughs> apparently they had it teed
4: up on uh, the broadcast last night, but they said I think it was five or six. I don't remember what the number was, but um, and, and I was saying off the air that he almost looks like he's just showing off at this point because I swear he could have <laughs> he could have gone up with both hands, but he makes it look so easy. Um, and I mean, he was his receiving was a huge factor in this game, and, and again, we talk about it, it seems like every week. Um, you know, he, he just seems like he's the bowling ball that will get you the yardage needed on third and short, fourth and short. Um, but he is so good in space. He's got good vision. Um, he's elusive. Very rarely in the open field does the the first uh, defender get him on the ground. And um, he's he's been a huge weapon in the passing game.
5: Yeah, I got to give you credit because you were the first guy to bring this up that he's got more one-handed catches. And Kirk and I, he always mentioned Hop, and I'm like, he missed a few games. Now, A.J. Green had a career game. You know, seven catches, 102 yards. I wish they would have been able to connect earlier in the game. There was obviously Kyler said it was on him, but Connor nine receptions for 94 yards. I mean, basically he was up there with Green and Hopkins. Hopkins was targeted 12 times for five yards. But let's let's flip the script. This team's 10 and three. Uh, Obviously, people are disappointed. It stings that the way they the outcome of the game. But Kyler Murray made some great throws. I mean. The throws to Christian Kirk and A.J. Green, so it wasn't all just bad. You could you can build off of some of this stuff when it comes to Kyler Murray. I mean, some of those throws, Kyle, they were on they were on target.
4: Yeah, there's one player on the planet that can make that throw, and he's Kyler Murray. And, uh, I mean, it's just incredible what he can do. And, you know, just the fact that, um, you know, I don't want to pile on, but the offensive line played its worst game of the season. And it was really, like uh, Coach Kingsbury said earlier... Kyler willed this team to stay in it and made the plays necessary. Um, You know, Kyler doesn't want to be running around all over the field and and trying to gain, you know, yards with his legs, but he will if needed. And it was a necessity. And his ability um, to both. Uh, create time and buy time for his receivers to get open, and his ability to pull it down and run and, and convert first downs when needed. Um, you know, it's it's going to serve this team well, uh, especially going ahead and getting into the playoffs.
3: Speaking of the Cardinals' starting quarterback, Kyler Murray, now on what this team has in front of them, specifically the Detroit Lions.
6: Everything's in front of us right now. Um... Great thing about tonight it was it was that atmosphere that you know you you need and you and you want as a competitor. You know, this was a big time football game against a great team. Uh they got the best of us tonight. But um, you know, I, I know the guys in the locker room will be back for sure.
3: And back next week on the road, where this team is undefeated. Cardinals and lions kick off at 11 a.m. six thirty a.m. pregame coverage begins here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. And then after that, it's back home. Christmas Day against Indianapolis, another home game. This team, as we've talked about, three And three at home, three straight defeats at State Farm Stadium. Here's Corey Peters.
8: I don't know, it's it's really baffling. Um, It's definitely something that we've talked about um, in house and trying to figure out, you know, what the problem is getting off to better starts at home and and playing better at home overall. Um, And it's something that's continued to plague us, so we're going to have to continue to work to, you know, be a better home football team.
3: Despite all of that, Cardinals still have a one game advantage in the NFC West the cardinals 10 and 3 the rams 9 and 4 and then you look at the nfc packers 10 and 3 buccaneers 10 and 3 cardinals 10 and 3 and cowboys 9 and 4 those are your four division leaders in order of seeding the rams this week will play the seahawks while the cardinals are on the road at the lions and i thought you made a good point on Cardinal Talk, Kyle, about the Lions, yeah, they have one win, but they've been in a lot of close ball games, and that is not a team that will lay down in front of you. You're going to have to go out and win that ballgame. Yeah, it's a tough team. Um, you know,
4: they they follow their coach, who's a hard-nosed coach. They play a physical brand of football. And they've been, you know, in spite of their record, they've been real close and not come through in the end against some of the best teams in the NFL. So um, you can expect
3: to get a, a, a tough game from the Detroit Lions this week. Again, 11 a.m. is the kickoff. 6.30 a.m. pregame coverage begins week 15. And then we'll be back here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report to talk all about it and hopefully talking about an 11-win season before going into that game against the Indianapolis Colts on Christmas Day. Special thanks to those behind the scenes, Senior Broadcast Manager and Producer Jim Omohundro, Technical Director Jeff Darge. For Kyle Vandenbosch, Mike Jarecki, I'm Greg Riolu. This has been the Cardinals Red Sea Report on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network.
2: You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report.
1: Kirk, he got it. He's in. Touchdown. Huda Baker with the sack. Stripped the ball. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Oh, baby.
2: The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app.
1: Touchdown. Cardinals win.
2: This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals football club.